Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Jiu-Jitsu Radio. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Choke Aloha. Head over to chokealoha.com and use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio and get 10% off your entire order. Not just part of it, just the entire thing. And they actually have a, a new shirt out. And if you have been following them on social media, they're going to be releasing a pretty dope uh, sweater coming up for the wintertime. So check them out chokealoha.com use the promo code jujitsu radio tell them i sent you tell them uh tell them what's up tell them how much you love their product and we also want to introduce our new sponsor the jujitsu soap company head over to jujitsusoapco.com use the promo code kung fu and you get 15 percent off your order uh, if you're wondering what Jiu-Jitsu Soap is, they are a soap company, but it's not a large manufacturer. Obviously, you hear this guy laughing? You need some soap. No wonder he's laughing. You could use a little soap. Jiu-Jitsu Soap is a soap company. It may be soap. You hear this guy? He doesn't know what soap is, Mr. Swampass over here. But use the promo code KUNGFU, get 50% off. They are a small company made from... Uh, Type people by if somebody. anyone needs a description, <laughs> it's guy. Coach over there. It's so. just right there. This fucking guy is such a piece of shit. Um, no, but there's it's just a small company, and they're started by passionate jujitsu uh, practitioners, just like all of us. And uh, they've been very supportive of the podcast. So check them out. Use the promo code. Uh, I'll be posting a review of some of the uh, the soaps that I have from them. Uh, they're awesome. I love them. Uh, I definitely will be picking up a few more in the next couple of weeks, but check them out, jujitsusoapco.com. And now let's get started because I'm ripping into this rat bastard over here to my right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jujitsu Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Alexis Rosa. You're listening to the Jiu-Jitsu Radio Podcast. Today, I'm in uh, home territory here at Temple Martial Arts Club in uh, Delray Beach, Florida. To my left, the owner of Temple Martial Arts and an old uh, high school comrade of mine, Brooks Burke. Alex, what up, brother? What's up, homie? And then to the right, the ever-expanding black belt Sean Ambrosino, if you might remember him from our venture up to Orlando. The most entertaining person that's ever been on this podcast. Well, easy there. Yeah, well, I think, I think that's clearly just been broken by my friend Brooks here. Not yet. He hasn't said shit. He doesn't uh, have to. Give me some time. Doesn't take much. Oh, damn. I don't know if that was, that was sounded like more of a dig on me than Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we actually got a lot of stuff that I we got to go over with, but uh, I think the biggest thing that we got to talk to people, because the last podcast I did was uh, right before the hurricane, and this is the post-hurricane podcast. Uh, for everybody wondering, we made out uh, fairly decent compared to uh, people in uh, other countries like uh, Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic, and actually right now Puerto Rico is getting demolished um so no power on the entire island the entire island is out how um, shitty is would that be yeah nothing there would be no 
no rest. Like you couldn't. Oh, let me get a let me get a hotel room and I'll have AC for the hotel night. room. They don't have roofs, man. Yeah, yeah. There was a, actually a, there was an article this morning. I didn't get to read it, but a uh, a radio host had the uh, the roof of the station fly off in the middle of a show on air. And he just kept going. So props to him. That's a professional. He just kept going. But if it was Some me, people like, don't know when to quit, right? I mean, if the like roof fell off of like my radio, I'd be like, you know what? I guess that's it. We're done here. Back but, to the house. Yeah, right. If there is one, but uh, all uh, all positive vibes going out to everyone uh, in uh, in Puerto Rico. Absolutely, thoughts yeah. and prayers. Like uh, I know it's uh, it's been a rough few weeks for everybody in the in the Caribbean. And then Mexico, too. There was an earthquake in Mexico. I think there was an earthquake. There was an earthquake in, in Japan yesterday. Yeah, Japan. yeah well, that was the fourth, fourth one in Mexico in about a month, I think. Yeah. There was actually a video of this, uh, like, a whole bunch of people out in the middle of, like, a parking lot, and they were filming all the buildings. And then out of nowhere, this one just and fell. Just completely collapsed. Seems to be a lot of shit going down lately, for sure. Mother Nature is not happy. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of been a while since like this much stuff has happened i know like most people don't realize in italy there's a lot of earthquakes there's a lot of earthquakes in italy and it like fucks yeah up but we figure fuck it it's italy who cares yeah, yeah right <laughs> as long as it doesn't mess with my cheeseburger i'm good <laughs> hey there's a lot of good pizza coming out of italy all right ah. that's that's the biggest thing no but i mean there's a lot of shit that happens and like it doesn't get reported all the time absolutely seems like mother nature is doing some house cleaning for sure right and, but the worst part, too, is, like, after the earthquake, you got to worry about tidal waves. Because it doesn't happen where the earthquake hit. It happens almost, like, on the opposite side of the earth. Well, though, depending on which way the, the, yeah. the everything shifts. Depends on where, the, where that, that tidal wave or that where tsunami those plates, is. Where those plates shift originally. Yeah. Right. And not, not that I'm a geologist or anything, but I do, you know, well, everybody gets a little, the thing with it, with the internet nowadays is everybody's like an got expert, a, an expert at, you know, but everybody's got a little bit of knowledge. You hear something, you can research it and get everything that you need to know. Real so what quick. are you an expert of besides Pornhub? Uh, <laughs> masturbation. I was going to say banging your sister. Uh, that sounds more like a personal problem. If yeah, you see my sister. But, but, yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah, but I've, I've, I have seen pictures of your sister. She's not a bad-looking girl. What are, you, what are you trying to do? I don't know where you've seen pictures of my sister. I'm not even friends with her on Facebook I, or social no, media. You, you, I've seen friend, pictures in your family phone. photo album. Yeah, family I've photo. never, ever. I don't even have a photo of me and my sister. I've seen That's it. a lot. I've seen a picture. Because <laughs> I've asked you to see. I was like, what does your no, sister you look like? you have never asked me, yeah, hey, what does your sister look like? Never has that, that sense I have. That was, it's because years. he knows already. I know, right? This guy. I think he just got busted being a creeper. But it's not wouldn't me. The, you got to worry about. Wouldn't it. be it's the first husband. time. That's a he's a he's a marine. I thought he was a firefighter, army, army marine, one of those guys. Well, no, he's well, not it, firefighter. It, it, so army think, marine, garbage no, 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 man, something he, like he that. He did something at the pool. What are you talking about? Wasn't wasn't your how how hard he's did a you pool, get? He's a pool cleaner did now. You, is that what we're saying? No, remember, remember, he was doing dive things at the pool. A dive instructor. No, 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 no. They they were doing dive. Scuba dive. No, no, no. They were doing just, drills. They were, I thought they were doing drills at Aquacrest. Skydive. Remember they were doing aqua, drills at Aquacrest? That wasn't my brother, dude. I didn't say or it was Or that brother. wasn't my, my, uh, my brother-in-law, no. No? No. I thought it was somebody. Well, it was somebody, clearly. Was it a girlfriend's? No, who was it? I remember who you're talking about now. I'm trying to remember who it was. But no, it was just a... Uh, 
ex-boy was it your sister's no it was like a friend of mine or something like that no it was like a, a friend of mine oh. from like way back but yeah i remember we were talking about we were we were at aqua crest like i was teaching him how to swim sean that's before the floaties or yeah. after the floaties no this is post floaties i got i got them floaties. floaties pre you know pre-olympic trials uh, yeah i got them i got them past the floaties but no there was a there's a group of uh sheriffs or or uh i think it was like oh it was my ex-girlfriend's brother that's how all the best stories start yeah. yeah something like that it, yeah, was, something it was, weird. was something weird it was it was one of my ex-girlfriend's like uh Uncle's like, brother's niece. Yeah, some some dude that like one of her friends or something was dating. He was actually a cool guy, but uh, whatever. Yeah, he's Sean's just mixing stuff up. He's, he's a good swimmer, obviously, right? Yeah, no, dude, they were doing the old school Hawaiian surf uh, training where they just give them the weights and running and underwater. Them, yeah, that's the so real deal. Cool. That's a, I've actually been wanting to try and do that for jujitsu. I don't know how many uh, people do that. I know some people do it for Muay Thai. Yeah, a lot of the guys out in Hawaii. I know BJ Penn and his camp used to train like that. I don't the know. Want, I, I actually was going to try it at Aqua Crest. Um, the guy that runs it was like, you got to be very careful. Yeah. Because people pass out, and next thing you know, you're dead because you're holding your breath. Yeah. It's a whole different kind of uh, aerobic. And I don't think he wanted the lead weights dropping on the floor of uh Yeah, I would just crest. use like one of those like the the rubber balls, like the weighted rubber balls or whatever. I would just use that. Yeah, you, you Yeah, would. you don't want to be dropping them on your floor yeah. for sure. Plus Alex is drawn to balls anyway, so <laughs> he doesn't like balls in the when water. You got them as big as I do, I mean. No. Um yeah, it's been pretty crazy, so uh you know, to everybody that's been uh, affected by all the crazy uh natural disasters out there uh, our thoughts are with you guys hopefully everything works out uh we got a big man over here taking snaps send me that one later so we can post it um, yes sir can do okay let's bring this up because i haven't talked about this because you and i spoke about this a little bit brooks the What's other that? day what do we got about the triple g canelo huh. fight where do we start uh probably how much the uh adelaide bird got paid to make it a draw well, you know, it's good for boxing and it's bad for boxing. The good news is they're going to fight again. The bad news is everyone knows how much of a smoke screen and man behind the curtain situation we have oh, going on. I'd, if they didn't know already. I don't, honestly, like, it's probably the worst thing that could happen to boxing, though. I think, yeah, it brings attention to the kind of crazy shit that happens in boxing in the fight itself. But, I mean... Oh, uh, they were talking about it on the the Brendan Shaba podcast too. It's like you have De La Hoya causing so much shit. Like, pay attention to this and Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor is like the worst thing that happened to boxing. And then he's like, watch my fight instead. And it's like, oh, your fight is the one that is getting harassed for getting paid. Well, the Mayweather McGregor was such a circus. I think you know everyone was ready for a real boxing match, and uh, not to say that theirs wasn't, but I think the real boxing enthusiasts were were ready for a war. Um, we saw them both take some damage. Triple G especially took that bomb. Yeah. So I mean, we know boxing's not fake. If you watch that shot, you can't fake stuff like that. So you know, judges suck. We all knew that before, but this is just another you know kind of period on the sentence yeah it's just honestly like something's gonna happen in in the next few years where it's just a whole new organization altogether that actually takes care of their fighters it's gonna end up having to be something like the ufc for boxing 
because there's just way too many belts and organizations and all this other bullshit and they always like oh we're going to unify the belts like yeah not really the boxing commission has been trouble for a long time if you go back i mean for sure. they tried to protect their sport and take down other sports that are threats for many years so this is nothing new you know judges have been trouble for a long time yeah if you ask any fighter what's the biggest problem in fighting they're probably going to say judges you know yeah. so it's stupid and it screws over and it screws the the guys over so bad actually the payouts were it's like not shit. the judges what that's not the, the, the problem it's the problem is the people who really run boxing Oh, that's well, the they're, putting, they're putting the pressure yeah. on the judges, obviously, yeah. you yeah. know. But at the end of the day, the guy who scores is going to determine the outcome, you know. Um, yeah. It, there's always going to be a, an order coming from higher up, but the guy with the card at the end of the day is going gonna, is gonna to see who wins. And it sucks that that's how it works. But like you said, there is pressure coming from the outside. But it's such sure. a bullshit just fucking smoke show, like you said, because the Adelaide Bird now is suspended. And the, I forget the guy's name. The commissioner is like, oh, it's for her own protection so she can go and collect her thoughts and stuff. Like, no, motherfucker, you fire her. Yeah. You fire her and you put on an investigation. You say, hey, how much did you fucking get paid? Because supposedly they're saying, like, oh, suddenly $30,000 gets added to her bank account. Like, where do you get suddenly fucking $30,000? That's just a random number I heard. Whether yeah. it's true or not, I don't they know. They should have paid her a lot more. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, and, and, but it's, it could be even worse than that. They don't even have to pay her shit. They can say, look, we know where you live. No, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I think if it got to, like, that serious of a point, I think it's more of, like, you're going to take the money, and one way or another, it's going to end up in your bank account, and then we're going to tell people that you took the money if you don't do it the way that we told you to. Yeah, blackmail goes a long way, yeah, for sure. Because it's, it's a lot more difficult to get away with physical violence and something like that than it is to, like, extort people out of just saying, oh, guess what? We found a video of you sucking some penis. No. I don't know. I've been watching Narcos, so I just assume Which one, every, the new season? everyone's no, no, the first season. Arm. I you just started are, watching oh my it. God. You too, right? You didn't I, watch I it. I still haven't started. Oh my god, I'm the man. last guy on the planet. You guys got to watch that shit. It's so fucking good. How far did you get? Uh, they uh, they just killed the um, for a spoiler alert. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. Fuck me. If you guys well, didn't, no, watch, look, look, you guys didn't it, watch it yet, that's your own fucking problem. It's in the fourth problem. season, and it's history. So Third it's, season. It's, yeah, I was gonna say it, no. But you it, can't it, see on the history channel. Yeah, yeah. it's history. That when they killed the one uh, political leader, the one that was pushing uh, extradition so bad. Oh yeah. So you haven't gotten to the part where like they set the the library on fire. Yeah, the, they just did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that shit, right? Books. No, they, no, no, dude. It was the the Hall of Justice. Yeah, it was the Hall of Justice. So basically, it's like a giant government building. And he was just like, you know what? Fuck you. And he, he basically he hired a communist down. group yeah. to take over the place. And then they burned to all the evidence. The yeah, because it was like a, it was a guerrilla faction. I'm trying to remember. M-19. Right. It was, yeah, it was the guerrilla faction. So he partnered up with them and he made them go set this Capitol building on fire. And basically, nice. well, he wiped out everybody's credit. So all the money that people owed just was gone. disappeared. It's like someone needs to do that here, right? I'm not. I, I wouldn't could use a little of that in my life. I could be I'm, so happy. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good when it comes to credit. I'd rather somebody just fill my cat, my bank account with some cash. <laughs> that worked too. <laughs> that happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I tell you that? No, dude. Like I was hurting for cash like a couple months ago, and then like out of nowhere, I see like twenty five hundred bucks or something pop in my bank account. Pull I was like, it. oh Papa's living the day. Pull it. So I was going to, I was like, man, I should just fucking cash steak, out. Steak dinner, man. Cash out right now. Like just take all my shit and close the bank account, go open another bank account somewhere. And I'm like, it's gotta be a fuck up. 
I'm like, because nobody knows my bank account number, so it wasn't like some... It's not like grandma sent you two grand, Yeah, right? exactly. So I was like, all right, uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to sweat this one out. And it was, I was every day, every morning I'd wake up and check it. It's like, fuck, it's still there, man. I gave it a couple days and I had to, had to I waited. I did. I waited like a few days and then like, I think it took a week. I'd say like after a week, if like five business days pass by and it's still there, it's mine. The question is, did the bank fix it or yeah. did you go to the bank? No, no, no. I didn't say shit. I'm like, I'm not stupid. Like, I mean, that's bad enough. I was holding out and not taking money out, but I was like, oh, I might as well just fucking take it. I figured if it's still there, yeah, after five business days, it's fucking mine. Right? So, but. Fair enough. But no, I just, I'm, never, I'm not going to go sit there and be like, hey, guys, uh, somebody put money the in The problem is, is there's a trail there. There's always a there's trail. A, when yeah. it comes to the bank, there's always a trail. Unless it was cash, there's a trail. Yeah. I mean, like. Whatever. Obviously, I'm not going to fucking do the wrong thing. I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, they it can't happens. take back money you don't have, though. Right? <laughs> no, they can say, like, <laughs> I looked it up. I was like, what kind of like, what kind of trouble? They definitely press charges against you, yeah. but they can't get the money back. But that's what I was saying. Like, if I take it out and I close the bank account, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. What, what money? Mean? Yeah. It's like, that was my 2500 <laughs> Don't ask what I did for it. Yeah, because it was weird, too. It was an ATM deposit. That's what threw me off. It was an ATM deposit. Yeah, I'd have just taken that as a blessing, maybe. And yeah, I sweat it out. I took I took the tough road on this one for for once in my life. I was like, yeah, I'll be I'll be the good guy on this oh. one. But, they owe you one. Yeah, they, that's definitely like next time they try to throw some bullshit fees on me, I'll let them I'll let them know. I'm not gonna call out the bank, but it's happened. I know I know you're listening. Yeah, you know who you are. Right. But yeah, dude, that's such bullshit though. That fight like pissed me off. I stayed up to watch the fight. It was the same night as the Luke Rockhold fight, which was a great fight. That whole card was nuts. Our buddies uh, all came home with knockout wins. Uh, Gilbert Burns with an amazing KO. Huge knockout. I'm so, I was so disappointed that he didn't get an extra 50k. Oh, bro, don't even get me started. Fight because, of the night. Because yeah. well, no, there was another knockout. Uriah Hall got a, got a knockout as well, but it wasn't as spectacular. Right. Well, Camaro got the knockout. Camaro got a knockout. Yeah, they were three yeah. for three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Henry Hooft was killing it that Coach night. Coach of the night for sure. Easily, and then they gave it to somebody else. So it's like eh, it wasn't even that good of a fucking knockout. They gave it to Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall got the got the knockout yeah. of the night. Or, Performance of the night. Whatever, dude. That was not a performance of the night. He almost got knocked out in the first, like, minute and a half. So, like, Uriah Hall is such a weird character, man, because you never know who you're going to get. Yeah, you're either going to get a weird uh, – uh, you're either going to get a world killer. Yeah, you're going to get – You get the get I'm the sorry, Adam. You get the I'm sorry, Adam, Uriah Hall, or you're going to get the, like, oh, I just had a bad night and, uh, you know, I'm just a little scared. Like, it's so weird. Well, like, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of AJ. AJ. And- uh, Anthony Johnson. Why? And, well, I'll tell you. Anthony Johnson says, I'm not a fighter. I'm just an athlete that's good at fighting. That's not true. Uriah Hall is a fighter. I don't know, man. Uriah he's Hall a martial, is a martial he's, artist. He's a martial yeah. I don't know artist. if he's a fighter, but There's he's a definitely a martial, a martial artist. martial artist and a fighter. He's a martial artist. The difference is, is like he was somebody that went into martial arts because he was so badly bullied. That like so he has huge pent up aggression like that he's holding off for me I think it's more of a psychological thing yeah like he's a killer on the other side yeah he's not the normal mad dog bleeding from the mouth guy you yeah. see in the cage but, but he, he, he may be the he, he, tormented soul that you see every once in a yeah. while I, he, that doesn't mean he's I I was bullied I don't have a lot of aggression pent you're still up. bullied yeah. still bullied but here the the yeah out in the water <laughs> <laughs> um. 
the the thing is 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 he, he might as has nothing to, he just might need that extra but see, motivation. Well, that you know? may be a coach issue. You know, that but, may be who he's fighting. He, 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 well, he's he one what, of those guys. He needs somebody to bring it out of him. Is what needs right, but to happen. That's right. what I'm saying. I think it's a psychological thing. Like for, I think it's it's there, but he's so almost traumatized of everything that happened to him that he's like he's afraid that he's going to become a bully by letting go of the aggression that he has. Yeah. Like I honestly think if you put him in like a good sports psychologist and just have him kind of work his shit out and finally be free with like you got to accept the fact that you're a bad motherfucker yeah that's a lot of these guys you know not all of them want to hurt people necessarily you know i mean it's a job they get the job done but at the end of the day that's all it is is a job yeah some of these guys want to hurt they do it for free some of them would never walk in if that wasn't the case see but if you watch like his fights that he did with like his little like remember the chuck norris league there was like the five on five stuff. That was the like, round ring with the bank, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he was fucking badass, bro. He was fucking people up, and that was mostly like taekwondo kind well, of case. That's yeah. more of a sports style than MMA. Is. Yeah. So maybe like you said, his. But he was more, still knocking dudes out. You know, his well, his morality may have seen it more of a sport yeah. in, the, in that arena than the UFC. And more you know, it's such a violent sport compared yeah. to stand up kickboxing with. You know, padded boots. Padded boots. And pad, yeah. And, different and, sport. Yeah. I mean, he'd probably be, I think it would probably be easier for him if they threw him in something like Glory. Like if they put him in like a Possibly. Good, yeah. Something like, that showed his athleticism a little bit more maybe. Well, and I think the I think the ground game stuff, like he's good at it, but I think that kind of might be something that stops him. I think if you put him in, in the same kind of style where it's, almost points oriented but it's still just striking based i think he would probably let loose a little more well you got to think about it too like chuck norris league the 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 competition he was seeing nothing against anybody back then or those guys but by all means is nothing compared to the talent level that he's seeing now fighting in the ufc so the fact that he was killing people left and right is no surprise with with the way he moves yeah for sure i'm gonna get a i had to adjust my mic a second there let me come back on here all right there we go no for sure like absolutely that the 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 level of competition was completely different completely different in that league but i think there were still a couple of guys that from that that came into the ufc i can't think off the top of my head but i think there are a couple um but that was like way back i think they still do something like that well you know like we said i think as a martial artist that's a much more applicable arena for martial arts than the UFC is. The UFC is for fighters. Not to say that there isn't great martial artists in the UFC. Of course there is. But, you know, it takes a lot of these belt holders or bloodthirsty dudes that really want it. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of... There's only, like, a handful of guys that you can easily say those are legit martial artists. Like, Leota Machida. Like, he's one. I am G- not impressed with GS- the performance. GSP. Yeah. GSP is different. I think he's... He's, he's an animal an, as he's well, an, but he's a martial artist. Yeah, I think so. I guess he's got more of that mentality. Um, but he's just... He's someone that is such a genetic freak that you could have probably put him in anything and he would have been world class. You've got Wonder Boy. You've got a lot of these guys that were doing it since they were kids. You yeah. know, that it's instilled in them. Well, then, I mean, that's when you get to the weird spot. You get guys like Sage Northcutt, which is like, okay, he, that's how he grew up. But he grew up more like show karate stuff. Yeah, well, in this new generation, too, I think has a whole new mindset yeah, for mixed martial different. arts than we, yeah. than we grew up with. You know, I mean, they think of it as the norm as opposed to we thought of it as extreme. 
But even then, I mean, like, we grew up on, like, Ninja Turtles, Three Ninjas and stuff like that, where it was, it was always presented as, like, oh, that's the, like, the warrior spirit and this, that, and the other. Now they're getting more, like, just, like, brutal fights, shit like Bane. Tear his head off. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what's funny is you think about it. Think about the movie fights you've seen over the years. It's like Bloodsport. Yeah, Bloodsport. All that shit, it was, like... Oh man, this stuff! And now you watch the, and Now, here's the problem with the UFC: the rise of the UFC. It's kind of ruined movies for me. Why? Because oh, of the fights. Because of the fights. Because you know that's not how a fight would happen. No, no one's gonna sit there and tag somebody and hit them with three yeah. overhand right, rights right, in a row. Yeah, it's just <laughs> not gonna happen. Not even like everything's like yeah. super loop punches where the guy can just block. Just God. God. Well, and not to always... mention you see uh, Tom Cruise hitting. Inverted triangles on people in the yeah. street, having them pull the trigger, probably not going to happen in real life. I think life. The, the closest one that they had was Pacific Rim. Because in Pacific Rim, like, the two guys started, like, arguing, and then he pulls, like, an arm bar. He, like, takes them yeah, to the ground, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. just pulls in, an arm bar. And it was, like, all of a, like, a 30-second fight in the movie. He's like, yeah. Greatest, greatest, greatest fight in movie history. Right? Well, no, then no, you no, get no. John Wick. No, no, no. What's your, what's your call? What? Greatest fight in movie history. Uh, I'm trying to think. Point break in the showers. <laughs> <laughs> that Back was kind of realistic. Back off, War Child. Seriously. He's, he's, but all right, greatest as in like epic or greatest as most in... Most realistic. Most realistic. See, that's different. That's not a, the greatest Yeah, it's not fight. the greatest. Ah. But so I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going with They Live. They Live, yeah, that's pretty realistic. That was a realistic finale with... with um, Roddy Piper and I can't remember the other dudes. The other dude, all I can remember him as is from Men at Work. Never touch another man's fries. <laughs> <laughs> but I can never remember his name. What about uh, Rocky and Tommy Gunn in the streets yeah. of Philly? Uh, well, was... yes and no. He like he did do the whole body slam into the car. Yeah, I mean it had some realism to it, but they were, they were, they were tagging each other. They were hitting hard. But we're talking Rocky here. Yeah, it's Rocky. Yeah, it's a, a, it's a Rocky movie. You know we can take a bomb. I'm trying to think, man, because I have like so many fucking movies just stuck in my head. Um, best part of best part of they live Friday Debo punch. Yeah, that's about <laughs> as realistic as you get. I mean, if we're talking real here, picked up the brick. Let's get the there. Brick what about Mortal Kombat? <laughs> exactly. Mortal Kombat when Johnny Cage just does a split, punches Goro in the nuts. That's pretty realistic. Falls off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about as realistic as you get. <clears throat> Honestly, it would probably almost be. Um, I want to say, like, Game of Death. Like, even though there's, like, a lot of weird stuff, they're like, that's probably most realistic because he had to fight someone with a weapon, and then he had to fight someone that had more range. But the themselves are not realistic. They weren't realistic, They're, but they were more realistic on the challenges that he had to, like, approach at because he had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at whatever, seven foot. So he had to take it into consideration. Which, by the way, it looked <laughs> rad. Super uh, realistic. Which, which looked, but think about, remember Extremely how rad he looked with, the, with like the, the robe and the, and the sunglasses? I mean, yeah. <laughs> looked more like a pimp than a martial artist. But You know what the best part is, too, is like when he kicks him, and then you see he has, like Bruce Lee has a foot stain on his chest. He left the Shaquille O'Neal stain Yeah, on he his just chest. left, like it literally goes 22. from his hips to like his chin, it's just a giant <laughs> fucking foot. I know. Well, I mean, yeah. Like honestly, it's weird. Like as far as like most realistic, it just depends on it because it's it's almost like you're gonna say like Batman when he fights Bane. That's kind of realistic because they just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good fight. 
Because you have to make it. The only time it gets super that realistic was, that whole Batman like that. was realistic, though. Yeah, it was. He had a very until you get into like the nuclear bomb going off in the middle of the ocean and everybody's fine. Like then it gets kind of. I don't know. I just I just weird. went and saw that movie yeah. American Assassin. They did the same thing. Which was that? The, uh, the one where the kid's uh, girlfriend gets killed by. Um, oh, I saw right, that. Yeah. that. I saw the. Uh, I saw the previous. Yeah, is that good? It was good, man. Oh, I gotta it was that. good. He started. He started hunting terrorists on his own and he gets recruited by the cia uh, is that what it is yeah that's pretty dope i like the idea yeah like tim kennedy's life <laughs> i like you know, how tim kennedy says fuck terrorists well he like even gives like out his address he's like this is where i'm at but meanwhile he's like he has government issued security you know that right no he has to travel with like government issued security there's really? like four or five guys yeah they go with him everywhere I guess pretty because I mean if you serious. think about it now he's he's talked so much shit back to like terrorists that he's almost become like a, a target like, yeah like a target like a glory target it's like well, oh no we he him. was a target they yeah. they even well said no he, he was a, t- a target but now it's because of like the shit talking and stuff it's like oh like we should get him I like, guess like if we got their their little rock star then we'd be good but he's fucking nuts he's great supposedly he's thinking about coming back fighting yeah. I heard, I heard rumors. I don't know if he would. The old rumor. I thought he, I thought yeah. he got out of fighting to go kill more terrorists or whatever. He, he did. He did, but, I mean, he also got rocked, and he was fighting back-to-back, and he got beat by Kevin Gasolum, which is Kelvin's like, pretty good, though. I'm he beats him. a lot of people. I'm underrated. Over. Yeah, he's like... You think he's I think overrated? He's underrated. underrated. I think he's overrated. No, he's, I don't think... Bro, he's beating up fucking old guys. Chris old, Weidman. Old, old season vets, though. Yeah, but it's like, okay, you're going to fight, like, Vitor. Okay, like, Vitor off TRT, like, five years past his prime. And then you're going to beat up Chris Weidman post-TRT, past his prime. Off well, Weidman won that fight, didn't he? No. You sure? Pretty sure. Let's let's go to the computer. Let's, let's go. Oh, no, you're right. He did win. He did, he he did win. Yeah. See, yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, he, he won. He won with his grappling. And then he can make fucking weight. Well, if he can make 170... He's, That's he's the one problem. of those. He's, he's fighting 185 That's at big. like yeah. five foot six. That's big. But like, that's his own thing, man. That's one of those guys where it's like, it pisses me off because it's like you have so much potential and you just waste it. There's so many guys out there that like have the potential and they just waste it. That's what Sonny said. Right. Sonny said that's the Why do you think he's underrated? Well, I mean, like Sean said, just because he's not fighting these young guys necessarily, that he's beat some serious people over the years, and the fact that he's lasted this long in the sport, you know, kind of. But you don't me. think that like they've given him like so many like get out of jail free cards? I don't know why they set up the fights like they do half the time. To be honest with you, the way I look at these cards, I don't know who's making these matchups, but it doesn't make half sense to me. They split it up like Sean Shelby does some, and then I forget who the other one does. All right, uh-huh. so he has, in his last, let's, he actually, I, honestly, his record is kind of shit right oh, now. Oh, thank you. One, two, What's his three, record? Four, five, Wait, what are you six, looking at? Tap, uh, typology? No, no, no. What are you on? Wikipedia. Okay. Out of his last seven fights, what, he's got three for seven, three losses, and a no contest. Yeah. So he's so three he for lost, seven. He yeah. lost to Tyron Woodley. Which is like that's the champ. He beat say, he yeah. beat Nate Marquardt. Okay, that's see again someone with no chin anymore. Uh, he lost to Neil Magny, 
uh, in a decision. That was by decision. Yeah. yeah. And Neil Magny's good, but he just lost to Dos Anjos. He, he beat Johnny Hendricks. Okay, another guy that has no chin after, like, all the steroids he took. He beat Tim Hendricks or Tim Kennedy. He, Which, again, that was a fight that he, like, Tim Kennedy took after, like, just having fought, like, I don't know, two weeks before. Or something no like contest with Vitor because he was on, what was he on? He weeded. Hot. Yeah. Hot. And then he lost to Wyman. Now, here's the All thing. All right, thank you. See what I'm saying? Here's the thing. I cannot understand. Well, he didn't he fight Anderson, too? Or he was supposed to, and the he, fight got canceled? Uh, no, but before that, he, he was on, before he lost to Tyron, he was on a... Yeah, okay. Wins, an incredible win Give me, give me like, three fights, like, before Tyron. Uh, three fights before Tyron. Jake Ellenberger. Yeah. Nico Musoki. Rick Story. Rick Story's legit. All right, whatever. Yeah, but that was, like, Rick Story. Uri- was, like, he, had beat, he had beat Uriah Hall. Um, Again, like, that's, like, all right, you beat Uriah Hall. So, you got a 50-50 chance of beating Uriah Hall, depending on who shows up. I just honest, I honestly think... Um, He's just in the wrong weight class. But I think this also goes with, like, what, what Brooks is saying, though. It's, like, the matchups. It's, like, they're weird matchups for him. It's almost like they, they were trying to feed him, like, people. They're like, oh, and get these keeps, guys. And then he kept screwing and up, and not making up. weight. Up, yeah. yeah. So it's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why, to me, it's, like, he's overrated. He hasn't done anything yet where I'm, like, all right, this guy's legit. And I'm still willing to say that this guy is fucking legit, you know? It's just... Brooks is still fighting over his cup. <laughs> so, total segue here. Well, let, Brooks is not happy with his Keurig machine. I'm not happy with the Keurig machine. Because evidently he decides to brew coffee when it decides to brew coffee. Yeah, well, this is three cups later, and we've had no cups brewed. So, so he's been trying to hit the button like three times, and... I know. I believed you. <laughs> I had a coffee machine. I would have given you. You need to just go old school and just get one of those mocha presses, man. That's a French press. Yeah, that's how I would do it. What were you gonna say, Sean? I this whole bullshit with marijuana being banned well, for a banned a, substance in NFL, any 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 sport. Well, see, here's the thing, man. Total bullshit. That's bullshit. It's not banned in NBA. They don't even test it for the NBA. When's the last time you heard anybody in the NBA get busted for not uh, passing a drug test? Exactly. See what I'm saying? Well, it's a, it's well, the. They can't do steroids, they'll slow them down. Um, no, they can still do steroids for recovery. Like, and I'm sure that they do. But those guys play 120, 140 games a year. Something crazy like that. I just read this thing the other day about how um, marijuana would cut down like an incredible amount on uh op- uh pain pills. Oh, e- easily. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like it, it would and these things those opiate pain pills are the most dangerous things ever. Yeah, I was talking about actually with uh with Tim from Novogenics. Like that was the thing. That's why I was like such a pusher for PRP because there's so many like pain like pill factories here in South Florida. It's like, all right, like, if you started, like, a medical marijuana place, how many people would go to and, it? And what's up with that? Pot, pot's been legal in Florida for eight months. How come we haven't seen no, any? No, I think... No, uh, there's a lot of loopholes. Yeah. It's, like, you can it's still... decriminalized. Decriminalized. Yeah. But I they thought... They can't... I think it's something, like, weird. Like, they can't bust you for anything, like, under, like, a gram or something. And they can't... Like, you can now apply to get 
a medical marijuana. Yeah, well, like, how come we haven't seen any dispensaries pop up? Like there's in California? huge there's huge, yeah. huge battles going on as to who can open them, where you can open them, why you can open them. There's so. like, yeah, it's not even like a tightrope that they have to walk on. They have to walk on like a fishing line. They're only giving out X amount of licenses in the state of Florida yeah. to grow, actually, to yeah, produce, yeah. That's why to sell. So it's not like you can walk up into City Hall and say, hey, and guess what I'm doing? I want to open a pot shop. No go. That's what you happened gotta, you, with, uh, with AJ. Like, he wasn't, like, even sure, like, about doing it. And then, because it, it was a lottery. It was a lottery on bidding to, to get the license to do it. And he just got lucky. He's like, oh, I guess I'm fucking doing it then. So, it's, there's, to, oh, yes. we got coffee. We got coffee. Lift off. Can you make me a cup of coffee? Please? Yeah. <laughs> as long as you got two hours. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. I mean, I, I'm a huge proponent for for recovery like post-workouts for like cbd and well stuff the cbd like is you know the cbd is legal at this point in time and being distributed if you find the right doctor so yeah i am as well the the muscle growth and the you know the rejuvenation of the stems and the cells i think is kind of without question at this point in time they, yeah they've done research they've got the data to back it up they're trying so hard to to find stuff wrong with it and at the end of the day it's not i don't think it's really government i think it's like big pharma and big pharma is doing everything they can to halt it because at the end of the day they're not going to be able to monetize it if you think about it, it's like why how are they going to monetize how are they not monetize because why would they why would you go and pay for their stuff when you can grow it at home now yeah but you most people are not going to grow it at home most right. people what, let's what's say, gonna, what, let's look, say look 80% at Colorado, of people. Look at Colorado. Yeah, no, they're, they, they're, they're collecting ungodly amounts of tax revenue yeah. because, of, because of marijuana. No, of course. I Look, man, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm totally for it. But at the end of the day, you just it's like I think, I think they're else. bringing in $4 million a month. More than that. Way more Yeah, way more than that. I think they, they reached. Yeah, I think they like the first week that they had it legalized in Colorado – they um they made more money for taxes than like the the government did the entire year before. It was something crazy like that. Yeah, it's tons. It's tons of fucking money. But again, at the end of the day, it comes down to big farm because think about it. Just like we talked about. Like you said, it would take take money away from the opioid program. Right. You know how much money they would lose? Like, wait a minute. I don't have to take, like, oxycodone? You, you, you want to hear a funny – huh. just reading this. State of Colorado uh, has pulled in nearly $200 million in tax revenue last year thanks to its $1.3 billion, billion in marijuana revenue. That's yeah, I told you. $1.3 billion. That's what I'm saying. That's and billion, That's billion with a B. Yes. Right. So get it this way. $1.3 billion. Let's say let's – say, on average, let's say on average, like every state in the United States now starts doing that, right? Let's say they all make a billion a year. How many billions is that? That the 50 entire, billion. That's a lot of billions. That's fifty billion dollars that one country is making off of one product, one product. And you're telling me like, why would you not do it? How much would that go towards school teachers and all that other stuff? We could use the dough. Better than like having lottery money. Gambling money goes. Well, to you it. know what the, the pro, Here's the problem with what they do. They, we were supposed. All that lottery money was supposed to go to schools, education. Back yeah. into schooling. But system. what they did, what these fuckers did, 
is they subsidized it. So what they said was, okay, we'll take this and then we'll take that much out of the education yeah. that we were going to give the educate. It's, it's so fucking crooked. Think about it this way too. Like if they legalized it, you know how many, like, let's not even say that they retroactively try to change, um, like judges, like decisions. Imagine just the instant that it gets changed. You know how many like legal battles all of a sudden go into a shitstorm and people get out of it? Now you're fucking with with jail money. Well, well, yeah. Think about how many people well, are in courts. jail because yeah. the money people are in jail longer system. for for weed than they are for murder, than they are for rape, than they are for armed robbery. People, people are, are and there's people that will be in jail for the rest like, of their yeah. lives because of weed. Weed. Well, think about it like this. And killers get off in 30 years or 16 yeah. years or, or whatever. Yeah. And think about it this way. How, like, you know how they, they and, used oh, to. Let, let me preface this. I'm not a weed smoker. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a proponent for weed and I'm not a weed smoker. Yeah. But look at it this way. Remember when we used to have to take that stupid dare program in like middle Absolutely. school and stuff? Like you had to fucking do a one hour week and a police officer show up, do all that shit. Imagine now all of a sudden it's like. These people that you grew up with that are the nicest people, they ended up getting caught smoking weed. They would never do anything to hurt somebody. They end up going to jail for a year or two. It changes you, man. Like, you become a totally different person. It can turn, now they, it can now, turn someone into a criminal. Yeah. Well, sure. by the way, so... So it's a this, gateway drug in the, the last, other way. Over the last three years, I've lost... These were my... my Definitely not weight. My best friends in middle school and, and before... I've lost, and I'm, and seven different people to overdoses. Yeah, well, this is the Mecca, man, South yeah. Florida. But be, you know, you know, overdoses of of uh, heroin. Yeah. But it, it started with pills. But it all started when they got in trouble with weed. They if, got if, caught if it, with weed. And they, they got, got caught with weed. Then they would hole. they would go to the you and know they're some doing coke. They're, then it's yeah. On to the next yeah. thing. Well, the Everyone one, says weed is a gateway drug, and it can be a gateway drug depending on who you hang out with. Yeah. And, but it, yeah, it depends it, on the person. It, yeah, it, it really depends, on the person. depends on the person. Yeah. You know, the people who go on past weed to do other hard drugs like, you know, heroin, cocaine, they were looking to do those drugs from the beginning. Yeah. They just didn't necessarily have the option to do those drugs from the beginning. They wanted so the excuse. That's it. People that are going to do Drugs are going to do drugs. People that smoke pot, a lot of them just smoke pot. That's all they do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them don't drink alcohol. You know, you're seeing this turn in culture now that people are recognizing alcohol for the poison that it is. And that, uh, you know, just behavior wise, look at a drunk person next to a stone person and tell me which one a police officer would want to deal with, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and or get, you'd want to deal get with. Get a stone person and a, a drunk person in a car and see who drives better. Yeah. I mean, I kind of wouldn't want to do that anyway. I was going to say, either way, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it that depends, to begin you know, with. People, the, people have tolerance, I think, for marijuana after many years and can yeah. handle it better than others. But I wouldn't want to see someone who's never smoked weed smoke a joint and get behind the wheel but, necessarily. But here's you know? the thing. It somebody who smoked, Somebody who smokes weed doesn't want to go anywhere anyways. Yeah. At they, least, they, you know, the, the weed makes you want to drive slow yeah. and the alcohol makes you want to drive fast, you know. So you know the, the shit you got to worry about now is fentanyl. That's the new stuff, the synthetic, like, heroin. Like, you, you heard about it, right? Mm -hmm. Bro, like, that stuff is so strong. There's cops 
which is like again i had like i have nothing but respect for police officers and they got it like guys that accidentally touch it when they're searching cars end up having to be hospitalized because of like the fentanyl because it goes right through your skin so now there's issues all over the country because of it i've never heard of it you never heard of it dude look it up it's absolutely it's insanely scary like the effect this stuff has well the stuff these kids are doing nowadays in general i mean you've heard about the crocodile stuff yeah. right? that's eating holes in people's arms yeah have you what did you watch you know? the the vice I saw a special on a vice Land yeah special. man that shit will fuck with you it's so crazy if you... i have a buddy that's selling a stuff called kratom it's oh, legal. Yeah. Kratom is uh, the tea room stuff, right? Yeah, you go yeah to the, it's a it's a mushroom. It's basically a mushroom that they make into a tea. Yeah, you go to the uh, the kava bars, right? That's where yeah. I've heard of it from. Yeah, and it's supposed to give you like a euphoric feeling. Or I actually not a friend, but I'm uh, familiar with a kid locally who passed away from that a few yeah. years from back. kratom. From kratom, yeah. here locally, and his mother and father, I believe, had a big protest going on about why why it's legal and why you're able to serve it kind of deal it's pretty you know crazy. it's one of these things that's not not justified or not uh you know it's not registered with the fda these kind of products they don't have to be as supplements well it's the same as that k2 remember when like k2 was big and you could buy it at gas the station. gas station stuff the synthetic weed it was legal and like what it was is basically just Tree branches and leaves. Yeah, they just spray them with like all this kind of like shit on there. Like, oh man, and people were fucking around. Synthetic plastic, basically, they spray on your yard clippings. Well, it started off smoking them. It started off with that, right? K two, and then like because it got taken out, then it went to bath salts. Well, I was gonna say this is where the beginning of bath salts came from. This shit's crazy, bro. Like, and then they started eating each other's faces. Yeah, (laughs) that. I was freaked out when, I read, shit, when I read that one. I was like, why is he eating? Only why in South he eat Florida. Face? And then I'm thinking, oh, this is the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. Here it comes. <laughs> Bro, like I you, told you. Yeah. I told you, you motherfuckers, you it could happen. You and every other zombie freak on the planet. Yeah, but like you could honestly make a serious documentary about like drug addiction here in Delray Beach alone. Uh, there's people doing it as we speak, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty crazy. Oh, shit. Look who just walked into the door. Ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Bruce, Mr. Master Tim Lee. Bruce, Black Belt Tim Bruce, who you might remember from our most recent podcast at Novagenics. Nothing. I got to actually uh, turn that mic on if you want to sit down. You guys, uh, we also have Lee coming in. You can sit down. Go for it. Yeah. You guys, uh, you can adjust the mic, sit yourself up, and then I'll, I'll turn it on for you. So you'll be good. Sit yourself up. If you want to get it closer, yeah. You're good. Yeah, you're good. You're good. All right. Give me a second just to bump this guy up. We also have Lee, another one of our coaches here at uh, – yeah, if you want to – here, I'll put this down. And you guys just put it in the middle. You should be all right. Give me a mic check there. Mic check. Mic check. We'll just lean in. We'll lean in. We, yeah. we like getting close to each other. Yeah, you guys, you guys are, are close. <laughs> um, yeah, if you guys remember Tim, he was on our uh, podcast over at Novagenics. And uh, actually, it was probably one of the, the most popular popular podcasts I did so far. Nice. I had a I had a lot of people uh, contact me about it, asking me questions. I'm like, I can't give you any information. You just got to go to Tim, man. There you go. Like yeah. Tim is the one that's got all the answers. But uh, yeah, dude, it was actually really informative. Um, so thank you for that. Because honestly, after that, I sat down. And I was actually trying to have conversations with my dad about it. Because he's the guy 60. He used to play rugby. 
I mean, the guy works his ass off every single day. Yeah. And for sure, he's somebody that, that needs it. Well, I mean, it's one of those um, medical yeah. procedures that you'll find people, you know, it doesn't matter what, you know, if you're a fighter, jiu-jitsu fighter. I mean, as you get older, people get these injuries. And, and a lot of times it really, you know, just comes down to how, how you treat it. So um, PRP is going to be... Um, it's going to be becoming more and more mainstream because it's effective. Yeah. You know? And then eventually stem cell therapy is going to be completely legalized because it works. Um, and like most things in healthcare, hopefully the cost will be able to come down so it's more affordable. Stem cells really, really expensive, but PRP, uh, it's, it's not that expensive yeah. and it's highly effective. The results are amazing. I mean, you guys just saw what Gilbert did in the UFC. Um, that that knockout it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, he had PRP. I mean, he was you know, in really bad shape, but you know, he got well, one shot, um, took care of him. His brother Herbert, same thing. He had problems with his legs. PRP. Yeah, um, he's doing great as well, right? Uh, he's yeah. you know, and I love watching him roll. I mean, his jujitsu is is just so smooth. You know, and it's funny because here you have two brothers that are both you know world class fighters and jujitsu practitioners, and um, their jujitsu is really it's it's, it's so different. Yeah. You know, you've got Gilbert who's going to come through you like a wrecking ball. And, you know, then you've got um, Herbert who's literally like a, like a, a ninja. A snake. He yeah, is he such is. a snake, man. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. dude, you would love rolling with him, Brooks, because he's just – he's taught me so many of these, like, not weird techniques, but different techniques, like outside of the, outside the standard. Outside the box a little bit. A little bit, but more of, like, outside of the standard, like, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu or, like, variations thereof. And it's like, why isn't everybody teaching this? Yeah. The like light, this is the light so, bulb goes on. Yeah, I'm like, because you and I talked about this, Sean. There was like, I'd always get stuck in like a weird, like not 50-50, but like half guard with like my leg up as a knee shield kind of, like it's a weird position. And I'd always, the only out that I had was to, to go for the Kimura. So the person has to block that. And like Herbert stops like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to fight for my life right now. I'm like, why? So just do this. And next thing I know, I send the guy flying. I'm like, why has nobody like taught me this? I've been I'm literally that position alone. I was asking everybody, anybody that I could pass by and be like, do you have something for this? He showed me in like two minutes. Yeah. And his knowledge is crazy. He's a commentator, too. And he's an amazing commentator. If you ever get a chance to listen to him when he commentates for like the one fights or anything else, he's awesome, man. The most unsounding Brazilian name brothers ever. Yeah. Herbert and Gilbert. (laughs) Herbert and Gilbert Burns. Gilbert and Herbert. No. Don't, don't get it twisted, though. They're about as Brazilian as you can For be. For sure. Yeah. So what have you been up to, Tim? Uh, just run around trying to take care of some of this post-hurricane, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I guess clean up and, you know, get back on track. Um, and then uh, just try and get back to training as much as possible, which has been really tough. Because I've got, you know, two eight-year-olds and, yeah. you know, I've been, you know, basically dealing with them for the whole week that they were off of school no school so how did uh, how did the uh the black belt ceremony just so you guys know uh tim just promoted his first student that went from white belt all the way to black belt yeah excellent congratulations uh, well pat um pat ryan um and uh, it's funny because you're just talking about like some unorthodox you know things that people do in, in jujitsu and and pat is one of those guys as well with his um I guess his leverage and his philosophy. He, and it's dangerous in a, a tournament setting 
when you put yourself in a bad position because now you're giving up points. So, you know, and I've, I've explained that to him when he first started, you know, competing. I was like, you can't really do this because, you know, you, know, you don't want to get behind, you know, behind that, you know, the gun, so to speak, right away yeah. when you're competing. Now you're down to nothing. 75% of the, the, you know, time someone who scores the first points is going to win. Yeah. Um, but he's, he likes to, you know, when you're, when you're training, puts himself in really bad positions and then he'll find these unbelievably unorthodox sweeps that you know you're like all right now i just pass his guard i'm inside control and you're like what's that tugging under my armpit coming around my crotch and then you'll find that you know he's got your gi wrapped around you like dental floss almost like a bernardo faria type you know like grip right and he just has this weird just strength where he just kind of he'll he's he's turned away from you but he just sort of just twists his hips and he gets underneath you, and the leverage will just cause you to just get airborne real fast. So, yeah. um, but it's all it's all technique. It's oh, not yeah. desperation it's, moves. No, and it, it's it's he sets. He that feels up. comfortable there. If you've never rolled with him, and you you take that bait, and you're like, all right, sweet, I just pass him on side. Next thing you know, you've just been like launched, and you're like, how the hell do we end up here? You know, <laughs> it's like fun to watch it, it, it's fun to watch it's kind of like um i guess a good way to put it it's like watching you know married couples fight in public you know you're like how the hell did they just get from into that position you know but, yeah. but man it's a, you can't you can't look away you know so so actually i'm glad you're here because now i get two black belts and everybody else here the only thing we're missing is a brown belt but i think all belts are covered right now lee's a white belt and he's uh he's getting ready to to compete but adcc is this weekend mm-hmm and one of the matches that I'm looking forward to the most is Andre Galval versus Claudio Colasans. How crazy do you think that match is going to be? It's, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be ultra dynamic in the sense like, wow. Like, like one of the greatest matches I think I could ever remember um, watching was um, when you had Bouchesha, um, you know, when he was fighting, uh, what's his name? Um, at Worlds, you know, they were both, like, world champions at the time. Leo? Who? Leo? No, not Leo. Um, oh, my gosh. Bert, not Bernardo Fahia. No, the, um, oh, my gosh. I can't Is that ATT names. now? No, 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 no. I know who he's talking about. It, it, um, I, mean, I can't believe, like, uh, it, it's amazing just what the. Um, at this past Worlds. Um, no, no, no. Uh, Bushesha versus. Uh, we're gonna have to like literally. Uh, we'll go back. We'll yeah, we're back. gonna have to edit this. Um, but the, it was like greatest. I mean, let me, I'm just gonna look it up. All right. While he um, while he types it up, well, we got Sean here. He's got his laptop. You can look it up. Um, I can't even type right. Uh, put uh, put Rudol- him on Rudolfo Vieira. Rudolfo. Oh, yeah. 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 Rudolfo. Yeah, that's 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 he's at ATT now, Adolfo Vieira. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. he's, he's learning. He's 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 fighting MMA now. Yeah. Really, he's striking. Yeah, yeah. it's that's good, scary. and it's good because I've been there. I've watched them a couple of times. I've had to go and and film and photo up at ATT. It's like you think the standard, like, oh, okay, is the jujitsu guys? Like, no, man, his striking is getting good. He's working with Catel uh, Kubis and uh, uh, Billy and a couple of the other striking coaches there. 
like I wouldn't say he's like world class like just yet kind of thing, but he's he's starting he's starting late for a jujitsu fighter uh-huh. can transitioning. Good fundamentals will go a long yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's all, all he needs. really needs that's is fundamentals. He needs, is good he fundamentals. needs a good defense, mm-hmm. a good jab. Yeah, but I'm talking about like his kicks and stuff. Like everything's like moving. Uh, you know, yeah. these guys. You know, at the end of the day, you don't don't sleep on any world you know champion yeah. jujitsu <laughs> fighter because they're world class athletes. Yeah, you yeah. know, they're the best at what they do in this sport that they've dedicated their time to and it's not a difficult transition for them yeah um but uh that that match right there was one of like the like the coolest things you'll ever see it was just so exciting um galvao and and claude in in this i'm saying that because claudio's he's just gonna you know if he's smart he's gonna try and control him but i mean those are two i think it's two different that's what is galvao claudio is small claudio's not that small man well he's he's bigger than he looks Nah. He's he's a big he's he's not huge, but he's a muscle. What is he? One fifty? No, no one seventy. No. Yeah. Claudio is one seventy. I rolled with him. One eighty. So. I rolled with him. He yeah, didn't but you, when that. you rolled with him is when he was preparing for ADCC with Gilbert, so he was cutting the weight. Yeah, he was. He seemed, but he's not a big person. No, he's not huge. He's I would say, he's, I think he's about your size, just like bigger. Yeah. yeah. And Galvao is is pretty thick, man. Yeah, and he's super talented. So you got to like, remember too, like Claudio's just coming off of winning pretty much every major tournament. Uh, when he won the same year that he won ADCC, he won uh, he won every tournament that year. Well, it's funny because both of those guys are, you know, I, I, I don't want to use the term old school, but they've been They're successful for a long yeah, time. Right. So to see both of those names, like you know, like. You're like, all right, that's that's kind of cool. It's you know, sort of depressing because you know, like I'm like, man, you know, I should be doing more, but you know, if they can do it, why not me? But those guys are, you know, they're they're just they're phenomenal, yeah, know, absolutely phenomenal. So that'll be that'll be really cool. Um, I mean, there's a lot of you know, and then there's a lot of local talent. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I'm you know I'm excited. I hope uh, you know hope some of the guys from down this area do really really well. You know, that's uh, who do you have? Wagner. Yeah, is uh, is I believe competing, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, to this day I just don't understand why he's not more of like a household jujitsu name. I think it was that's that was all his like self destruction. Honestly, I think he's a he's a good guy, but I think oh, yeah. he's he's a no bullshit guy, and he's not gonna play the game. He's an old school. Yeah, you know, he's like, not gonna play the it's game. Not good for business always. Yeah. You know? Well. Um, I've I've met him, you know, many times and he was always like one of the, the nicest, Super. most genuine, yeah. like you know, good dude. So like I, you know, if anyone ever says anything I, I read like negative about him, yeah. I'm like they just don't know the guy. Yeah. But his his jujitsu is is, you know, phenomenal. And I think probably the reason he's not, you know, a, a top five in the world, you know, jujitsu contender, um, is just because he took so much time doing MMA. Yeah. You know, I mean but I mean, in terms of what he, I'm, I'm excited. I hope he, I hope he really goes, goes yeah. real far. I think, I think he will. The last time I saw him, he was cornering one of his guys for, an, I think it was an XFN fight, mm-hmm. and he was making, he was making the push to get back into the UFC, like everybody was saying it. And then he got into, he had the match with AJ. Yeah. That was like that gave him a whole bunch of like bad press. Like even though AJ is like the, the heel. Yeah. It gave, it gave him. Well, the he bad shouldn't press. have kicked him off the podium. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that. He did, that was definitely not the best. That was un- yeah, choice. He, it, had he not kicked him, he would have gotten more respect for the you know. Yeah. But that kick, 
you know, but I had, dude, it's frustration. I would have wanted to kick that kid too, I guess. Yeah. I guess anybody would have wanted to kick him. I'm sure, like, guys like, um, what's his name, uh, Donkey Guard? Glover. 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 Like, he got that a lot when he started doing that. Everyone was like, kicking him in the butt, like, launching him forward. I just watched a video the other day of someone getting kicked in the ass yeah. from doing gu- that was, uh, Yeah, I know the video you're talking about. It was like a purple belt. <laughs> yeah, and then a purple the glasses match. thug life came down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, who do, you, who do you think? Galvao or Andre? Or, I mean, or Claudio? Um, you know, if I had to bet, I'd... Um, you're getting closer? If I had to bet, I would say uh, Galvao. Oh, yeah. I, I I do just because I mean he's yeah I mean he's he's ferocious and he's got the physical I, I think the strength advantage so when all things are you know equal I'm I'm gonna go there. Yeah. What do you all got? Thing, all things I wanna, equal. When size does I wanna, I wanna yeah. take a, I wanna take the tallies here. We'll just no, make I'm, this I'm, gentleman's I'm, bet. I'm as well. Yeah, I'm with the coaches as well. Really? I'm going I'm going with Claudio. I'm sorry. Right. Who do you got, Lee? Somebody yeah, on the Galvao, outside. Man, Andre, oh man. I'm going beast. to four against one. Dude's a beast. I, was, all right. I mean, hey, I'm going to break out them wallets. Yeah, right? Now, I think it's going to be a good match. And there's a couple other matches. Unfortunately, the, um, Gilbert had to pull out. Yeah. yeah. He, like, I spoke to him yesterday before the news came Is out. He, he told me. Injury? No, dude, he's just worn out. The guy I was going to say, he's just coming yeah, off. Yeah, he's just come off. Huge fight. Yeah. First fight in a year. And then, like, he had to deal with the whole hurricane stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, dude, come on. Like, he, and he had to leave a week early. So, like, that whole routine that you have just gets thrown out the window like have you heard the names in the 88 kilo division at the adcc yeah i read it like it's kind of crazy go go through it so but so of the of the people that actually um won trials there's really not a lot of names that i that i'm familiar with besides kit dale um uh, john salter yeah but um James Brasco, yep. James, yeah, James, James is, James too, is going to be in. He was the first North American trial winner. But then this is who was invited. Romulo Barral, yeah. Keenan Cornelius, Gordon Ryan, Pablo Popovich, really? uh, Leandro Lowe, Dylan Dennis, Rustam, uh, Ken, R- uh, Shel- Shelsev or Sheslev yeah, or whatever. Um, so, I mean. And look. Brasco Interesting. is the uh, is the one that is uh, is being touted as being the upsetter that he could upset the whole card and Ian, take it. Well, ab- absolutely because um, you know a he's got nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean it. I, I mean like it's really a pretty impressive story because he's you know I mean think about he's in his early forties. Yeah, you know so he's he's not like a young you know young dude and um, you know this is a vicious sport. Yeah, you know, I mean, he had gone through. I mean, first he was a super high level wrestler. Um, that's his that's his background. Then he learned, you know, jujitsu and MMA, and then he took some time off. And he's, you know, it's sort of he's like one of the few guys. He doesn't have his own school, yeah. so he has the luxury of being able to bounce around and train with some of the best guys. And, and no one's really going to turn him down, too. Like his caliber, like they yeah. want him to come in. So if he, uh, you know, if if he's if he's able to really utilize his his wrestling skills and get the fight on the ground and, and go up, I could see a lot of, you know, two nothing, you know, two nothing matches where he sure. wins, and uh, it, it just, just controls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is Orlando on, on this one? Orlando Sanchez. Yeah, well, he's in the uh, the over uh, ninety nine. Yeah, this is under ninety nine. So wait, hold on. Give me um, the the ninety nine the over ninety nine kilo one is. Got killers too. Orlando Sanchez, uh, who won a couple a couple yeah. years ago. Tom the Blast. Um, 
Vinny Magalesh. Vinny Magaboomboomlesh. Uh, Bushesha, Cyborg, Tim Spriggs, um, Bruno Bastos. I mean, dude, all these. I'm telling you, like, well, even, even, dude, the 77 kilo bracket. um, You know who's actually got the the biggest? Gary Tonin, Lucas Lepre, JT Torres, DJ Jackson. It's so nuts. Dude, I'm telling you, like, this weekend is going to be crazy. But you know who's got the most advantage out of everybody there? It's Pablo. Because he hasn't, he's been in. Yeah, he's yeah, he's been in Dubai. So, like, for him, it's like, oh, it's just a drive down the street. Well, he's got, he's got that, but he also has, no one, he hasn't, made any headlines or done anything so nobody knows if what he's, he's improved his game yeah. or what, what he's done he to his for game sure. Pablo over the last two big, years big question mark there. he's a question mark you yeah. know who's got the best story about him is uh, AJ Souza AJ, oh, yeah. Yeah, AJ Souza's got a good story he told me like years ago but basically he's like nobody like when he came here like in the country it was like him and his sister were like in the school or something and um, I think it was his sister but uh, some guy was, like, picking a fight with him, and, like, nobody knew because, like, he could barely speak English. And it was, like, it was some big jock, some g- giant muscle head. And, uh, that w- and he, like, Pablo start- isn't a small dude either. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, like, he was that. small. But he was small. Obviously, yeah, like, this sure is high school or whatever. So, like, the guy was, like, who went to go, like, throw a punch. He just picked him up and just fucking suplexed the guy. And that whole school was, like, there to see it. And, like, oh, after that, he became, like, a rock star at the high school. Like, I gotta get. I've been trying to get AJ to come onto the podcast, but like his story is freaking hilarious. He's like, dude, it's nuts. But whatever. It, it, sometimes that's. It, it just takes that one. Um, that one event to turn a person yeah. into into an absolute <laughs> yeah. legend. Um, he's he's a good dude, man. A couple of times I met him, he's always seemed nice too. Yeah, I had. Uh, um, you know, yeah. actually uh, a similar. So I don't want to give the guy's name. You know, until yeah. I talk to him about it. But that's the bottom one. Um, he basically, uh, when he was in high school, he became a legend, a street fighting legend. Um, there was like an incident with, uh, I guess, two rival high schools. Yeah. And um, basically, these guys were trying to leave this like this party, and a car full of like the captains of the other school's football mm-hmm. team showed up, like all these huge, like just jacked up, roid head linebackers, and and uh, you know. And basically, my uh, my buddy was like, "Well, you know, I got nothing to lose." So he just walked, just you know, just casually walked up to the one guy because he knew what was going to happen, and he just <laughs> just clocked him right in the nose, busted his nose, knocked the guy out, like just blood everywhere. And and that's all it took was that one that shot one that shot. people and were everybody like, else oh, was like, "The shot yeah. heard, the shot yeah. around he the just world." Took out right? the, he just took out the alpha gorilla, the group, yeah. like yeah, you, just, you know, that was it. It was just that one event in front of a whole bunch of people. Hometown and then, hero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, people were like, that. yo, don't mess with that guy. He's a don't killer. Yeah. What was it? Remember the story you told me There's about the guy at the club? Like that. The kid at the club? <laughs> no, I got a gray when I was standing in line at a club in uh, Palm Beach when I was a real young guy and had a car drive by talking shit. The guy and his girlfriend in front of us and uh, said something dirty to the guy's girl. And the guy flicks him off. Car stops. A couple guys hop out of the car. Black kid. Good build. Small guy in front of me. Turns to his girl, goes, oh, shit, hold up. Takes off his watch, hands it to her, and goes, oh, you guys want to do this? And puts up his hands and starts moving and says, I'm the best at this. <laughs> Runs at the first one, drops him out cold completely, picks up the other one, puts him on the hood of the car, like lethal weapon, basically. 
and lays all three of these kids out within 30 seconds. The driver takes off, leaves his two buddies sleeping on the corner. <laughs> oh, the kid walks back in the line, puts his watch on, continues to walk into the club like it never happened. It was amazing. It was <laughs> amazing. I'm, I'm the best at this. The, you want to do this? I'm the best at this. We should, <laughs> love we it. should definitely make that into a shirt. We got like a that's whole a line me, of that's shirts. That's a meme right there. Yeah, we sure. got a whole line of shirts we got to make it with yeah, Brooks. Got, I've been fighting my whole life. No. <laughs> the other one is, uh, oh, so it's my fault. Oh, so it's my fault. Now it's my fault. No. Oh, One star. <laughs> One star. Oh, man. One star. We can't be throwing out all like the One inside star. jokes. So, yeah, that card this weekend is going to be nuts. And you got the UFC card in Japan. Did you see that one? Yeah, Charles uh, Rose is fighting, I believe. Not yep. anymore. We well, just found out. No, no, no. His opponent didn't make weight. Yeah, the guy missed weight. Is he just going to take a penalty on it? Yeah, he's going to lose 30%. Take some cash. So Charles is going to fight. That's a huge chunk. Char- Charles wouldn't have told the guy no. The guy could have probably came in 20 pounds, 20 pounds over. over, and Charles would have said, okay, let's now go. Now, question, does Charles see any of that extra money? That goes yeah, to him. It goes straight to him. The 30% have to, goes right to him. Well, no, because they, he has to pay a, a penalty. Like, the fighter has to pay a penalty for missing the weight, and then... To the UFC. Yeah, and then, and then the rest the, goes, the rest goes to, to Charles, which is, I was good. like, it's good because, like, I don't know how much they're paying Charles. I mean, they're paying him okay, but to fly, he was I out in Char- Japan a Charles week ago. wins fight of the night bonuses left and right, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. 20% is a big bump, too, even if they pull 10. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a big bump. So, and it's a good showing for him. I mean, anytime they have a good fight is Japan because if you make a good show in Japan, like, you got fans for life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've heard him talk about he likes to fight on enemy territory, too. Yeah. So, Charles I mean, is a fighter. You guys know Charles' story. Have I ever told you Charles' story, how he got into MMA? I think you got to talk into the mic better. <laughs> I am talking into the mic. There you go. I just got to tweak it a little bit. All right, go uh, um, Basically, he, so Charles came down here uh, to get clean, and he was just riding his bike one day, came across American Top Team that used to be in Boca, Charles McCarthy's, mm-hmm. stopped in, and that was it. That's it. <laughs> they just started fighting. Walked that was a very anticlimactic shot. Well, no, no. <laughs> yeah. it was, it I'm like yeah, expecting but, like he was like no, no, but he got up in the up by he aliens. He wrote his bike down the wrong. So yeah, I was like, yeah. like know, he was hitchhiking and it ended up getting picked up by like Laborio. No, 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 no. But here's the thing: he is a real fighter. No, we were talking about fighters before, martial artists. Charles Rosa is he wa- a fighter. He wants to fight. He yeah. wants to fight people. So he got his bike stolen one time, and his bike was gone for months. This story better be better than the well, last one. Well, I, I might not be <laughs> no able promises. to tell the stories. No promises. And he saw uh, one day he's walking home from work because he works at in downtown Delray at Cut 432 mm-hmm. at the steak place. Um, he's the dessert chef. He's walking home from work one day, and he lets you see the guy in his bike, a uh, big black dude with long dreads. Yanks the dude off his bike and starts fighting him right there in the middle of the street. Beats him down, takes his bike home. Love I would it. have too. Love but, it. I mean, not as good as Charles, but justice. It's funny because I was hanging out with a buddy of mine at the beach one day, and like he sees some guy like sparring, like he's just like shadow boxing on the beach. Like who's this fucking guy? Think he is? He thinks he's some kind of UFC fighter. Like, I look like, yeah, yeah, that's because he is. He is it's like, I'm like, Charles, what's up? He's like, hey, what's up? He's like, my buddy's just sat there, didn't say shit. He's like, oh, I'm like, hey, that's my, my friend. He's like, oh, hey, what's up? It's funny as hell. Now, Charles is a good dude, man. Every time I talk to him, I had like nothing but like a good conversation with him. So I'm really hoping that uh, he And puts he on says, a good anytime show. I go to Cut 432, if I want a free dessert, He's got right. some cheesecake he, for he, you. Yeah, look, <laughs> so we should go there and get free desserts from him one right. day. I know, I know, I know the fighter in here. Don't argue with him. Um, 
There's actually who else is on the card? There's a for the UFC. Do you have it up? All right. Well, we were talking ADCC. Yeah, no. But if we're moving to UFC, Yushin Okami versus OSP. Yeah, you should. Who did Yushin step in for? Um, Some Yushin stepped in for somebody. Um, Shogun. Shogun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I give him credit for, but it's like uh, not against the OSP man. What happened with Shogun? Um, I think it, I made the joke that he was already out of cardio, so he had to like bail out. But uh, I think he just got sick or something, or he just couldn't do it. But hopefully, he doesn't hear that joke. But I made the joke. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's 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 really tough though. A lot of times when you have that last minute replacement, oh, yeah. and, you know, look at what happened to OSP when uh, Vulcan. He had a, yeah, yeah, you My know, last Vulcan. last minute. It can work the other way too, for sure. Yeah. So, but Yushin, like, when's the last time Yushin fought, man? Well, he's fought. He just hasn't fought in the UFC. He's been everywhere. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think the the card. There's two fights that you. I don't know. Claudia Gadea. Claudia Gadea versus Jessica, Jessica Andrade. Andrade. That's going to be good. And then uh, uh, Gomi versus Takanori uh, Gomi. Uh, Dong Dong Young Kim. Yeah. Do you see what his new nickname is? I think that's his new nickname. What? Did you read it? It should be up there. It doesn't have Oh, you don't have the UFC? Um, fuck. I got to look it up. But he gave himself like a new nickname. And then there's some other guy. Like, Are that's... you allowed to do that? So he's not give the stunt gun anymore? Huh? It's, it's not like changing your like, driver's license. <laughs> no. It's what? not. It what? changed it. And then there's another guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Hector Lombard did it. He changed the show weather and then he went back. It's like a P. Diddy thing? Nah, Puff Daddy. No, I give him credit because Hector was doing that all for branding, and it was actually pretty cool. He was getting like all new clothes and stuff made. Like, yeah, show weather, but that that was a terrible name for clothing. I mean, not the, like it didn't make direct sense to me, but like the logos and everything he came up with was like, I'll go with it. It's pretty cool. It's different. Yeah, like, it's not like there's did another guy. Did you, did you guys see the video of um, Yoel Romero calling out Bisping? No, but judging by your face, no. I need to. Yes, dude. <laughs> dude, it's it's Don't. basically him just standing on a British flag. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. saying, "Come to my country." Well, no, that was that was his reply of uh, Bisping tearing up like a photo you of like a flag or something. Yeah, yeah he, he did was, something crazy. He, and, he said, "I'll come to London. You'll never come to." So here's something about that I found out because I was hanging out with Yol's coaches like a like a week after that happened. He's like, he flew specifically to go do that. And then they're like, we need to get the fuck out. Like, yeah, we need because to leave. He, he's like, he had like an hour to leave Cuba because they just, they literally just went to go do that and come back. Yeah. Because he's defected from Cuba. Yeah. 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 So it That's was like not, crazy. He why won. would you go back to Cuba yeah. if you defected from hey, Cuba? Hey, man. Like, you, know, you, you could have stood on a beach in South and, and, yeah. Florida, yeah. anywhere. Miami, Nobody Miami looks a lot like Cuba. Go to Little Cuba. Go to Little Havana in Miami. That's right. Miami it's looks a lot like Cuba. Yeah, dude. Like, I, they told me that. I was just dying laughing because it was, it was, we were talking about it. I'm like, dude, you guys are fucking crazy. He's like, man. We took that photo. Like, he didn't even have time to put the cigar out. We we're like, we fucking gotta go. So it's crazy. I'm see. I'm trying to pull up the card right now. I got your uh, Don Young Kim is uh, the maestro. Yeah, the maestro. The maestro. Yeah, the maestro. The maestro. And then you maestro. got uh, stun gun. Sounds so much cooler. <laughs> they got Luke. Luke Jamo. I mean, if we're going the Jedi, cool he's calling himself the Jedi. And then. Uh, Chanmi Jayon is calling herself a togi girl. I've never heard of her. But, yeah, it's actually going to be like a decent I don't think you should give yourself your own nickname. That was my thing. I mean, are you allowed to do that? I thought that was the rule. That seems wrong. I think traditionally. Nicknames had to be given, not 
I made my own nickname. We'd all have really cool nicknames if that was the case. No, but they wouldn't be cool. That's if you gave yourself I mean. your own nickname, it's, it's not cool. That's kind of what we're getting at here. The Axe Murderer. He 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 called himself that, right? No. I don't think so. I, I actually have like his. The well, I wouldn't question yeah. him on it, but. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't have a question. Like you call yourself whatever yeah, you want, champ. Yeah. You're good. Whatever he wants. Tim, what's your what's your jujitsu nickname? I don't have one. <laughs> Tim. What? It's just yeah. Tim. Yeah, yeah Tim. You could go with Braveheart. I don't know. You could. I mean, with with the with the Bruce last name. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you just like you said. You, you just know, go with it. Just, <laughs> just, yeah, just go with it. it I mean, normally, you know, like the things that I get called are, you know, like really uh, disrespectful. So. But, uh, <laughs> when's it? When's it too late in jujitsu to like garner a, a nickname? I, you know. I well, probably never, but, you know, like, I haven't competed in a while, so, I mean, you know, uh, the, you know, Tim sidelines Bruce, I don't know <laughs> what you want to do, um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's that, I mean, really the hardest thing is getting back into a competition shape, yeah. you know, the mindset doesn't really leave you, um, you know, at a certain point. You know, I, I remember like when I first started competing, it was like the nerves, you're like, oh man, this is, you know, yeah. like the adrenaline, you know, rush. And then after a while, it was just, you know, there's nothing. I mean, you know, like you look forward to the comp- competition, but I never really like, I didn't get like, like pumped up. Um, that just, you know, that, that stopped. So really my mindset would still be fine, but you know, you just got to make sure that your, your skill set, you know, your cardio, your strength, your flexibility, the timing, you know, you got to spend a lot of time getting ready for it. Um, it sounds you know, like, it sounds to me like you're, you're itching to get back. Well, absolutely. Because, you know, uh, Andy, you know, yeah. he's, he's, I know he's getting ready. He's been training hard cause he wants to do the Miami open. Yeah. And, you know, I just found that, um, it got hard. Like I know, um, you know, when you're like competing as an adult, you know, pretty much it's a level playing field. Then when you start going into the masters divisions, um, I found that as a black belt, it was actually harder going into the masters divisions because when, you know, like, I'm like, okay, good. I'm going to go masters. Then senior one, this will be great. Now I'm fighting like these guys that are going to be my age. And uh, I fought in the Miami Open a few years ago against this guy who was a black belt from Brazil. He was the head instructor down at an alliance school. And he quite literally had received his black belt five years prior to me beginning jujitsu. Oh, wow. So I'm like, yeah, he's a guy. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And, uh, and literally there was probably 60 alliance team members in the stands cheering for him. Yeah. at the same time and they're you know and they're all in unison and stomping and i had like two of like you know my students you know hanging like, out on the sidelines go, yeah, one of them goes go tim this crowd looks angry <laughs> yeah. you know they'll kill you but uh but you know it's fun you know you want to get back out there but you know the the biggest thing is just you know balancing time and um i once wrote like a rubric on you know your potential for jujitsu success like how good you can be and there's a lot of factors that are going to determine just how far along you can get things like you know obviously genetics coaching training partners your facility you know your financial means because obviously if you know you don't have to work a job and you can literally train three times a day it's going to you know really help you out um you know age is certainly one of them but 
you know, it, it's tough right now for me because, you know, I've got, you know, eight-year-old twins, um, a wife, you know, responsibilities, and my kid's schedule is nuts. So the, I find the most time that I'm spending on the mat right now is helping um, Bruna teach the kids' class whenever I can make it in and, um, you know, try and, you know, get my kids a little bit better at jujitsu. Um, it's funny you bring that up. Actually, uh, you, you might know this guy, uh, Dave Burns just signed up his kid to take classes over there at combat club and he's actually the artist that drew that the karate kid poster that you have in here he's one of my that's favorite awesome. artists yeah, that's killer oh that's cool he's one of my favorite artists dude you got to check him out sean i showed you he's the one that did the clutch poster i showed you a long time ago i gotta get him on here dude he's a super nice guy Good guy. i met him down at sunfest yeah he's an amazing like artist man it's funny because you just reminded me that but it, obviously it's different for me than you because I have different responsibilities. Like Brooks has different responsibilities, and this is his gym. Yeah. You know, what do you think is really like? How do you go about scheduling that? Like, how do you make time for that? What do you say to yourself? Like, no, I have to have this time. Well, you know, it's it's not that I have to have this time. You know, when you when you have kids, you know what? Like, that's it. You know, you know what you're getting into. So really, I have to basically try and work around that schedule. That's the only thing that I'm going to be able to do. So, um, you know, I'm going to try and take advantage of some, some of the morning classes when they're in school. Um, I can't do the 7 a.m. class, you know, you know, I can't roll with those guys down at the combat club. So, you know, a 9 a.m. class I might be able to, to work, but you know, that's assuming that I don't have to go up to Jupiter to the clinic or other yeah. responsibilities. And, you know, and even when you're teaching, you know, teaching is not the same thing as training, you know, because... absolutely. I'm now there, you know, I've got to like try and, you know, work with these guys, show them, you know, if there's an odd number, then I can, you know, jump in and roll. But you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, when you're training, it's a completely different yep. uh, mindset and the responsibility is for you to get better and to prove and to sharpen your skills and um, versus when you're teaching, it's like, hey, I need to basically, you know, convey this knowledge to this individual and um, it's, you know, and, and that's a sacrifice. So. Um, it's hard to train and teach at the same time, um, and that's when you got. Um, th there's some people that are really good at that, and that's why, like Galvan's a freak. Yeah. You know, he's one of. There's not that many guys, you know, um, that are like those, those legit competitors, the top of the food chain, that are also that amazing. Teach at a high level, yeah, absolutely. And then he's still got to go do strength and conditioning, and then he's got to deal with all the other stuff. It's pretty yeah. crazy. I mean, that's why I look at Lee. Sponsors, you know. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. It's so crazy. I mean, even like with Lee, like I like texting him back and forth. He's like, oh, I got to go with the girls. I got to do this. Mm -hmm. Like he's going to compete, mm -hmm. but his daughters have like the gymnastics competition yeah. that day. It's like, Same day. like, man, like I honestly think I have tons of responsibilities and I'm just trying to take care of myself. Yep. So when I hear that, like to me, it's just it's kind of motivation because it's like, all right, well, then I'm just being fucking lazy. Because I have the time, like granted, I got to pay my own bills and I, I have my own company that I'm trying to run while doing this and that and the other. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not taking care of two, three other lives. Like, yeah. cause it's also like your wife or significant other or whatever. It's like, fuck man, it's a lot of work. Yep. And then you got to go up against people that are like, you know, jujitsu is still their life yeah. and they can sit there and train twice a day. Yeah. It's like, so it's crazy to me is we got what a month out. Yeah. yeah it's the yeah. 21st yeah, today. A month out now. That's crazy. All right, gents, I got to head off to my massage. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Oh, this What's his name? Guy. We're probably, yeah, right? We got to. I was late. Yeah. <laughs> I, was late. <laughs> I, that. I was late. I was late. I got to. Actually, Lee, if you want to jump on that one. Yeah. Uh, that way, everybody's got a mic. Um, 
we'll probably wrap it up in a little bit. It's 12.15. I got to drill with Lee a little oh, no bit. Yeah, no, I gotta, that's all good. That's all good, man. I'm glad you showed up, dude. It's funny because I was just texting Lee, and then like I was like, oh, let me check up on Tim. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's coming in. Like, oh. Well then, we're good. Yeah, small yeah. world, and and um, you know, like this is uh, you know, I've been obviously to a lot of different jujitsu schools, you know, throughout the you know Northeast, down in Florida, West Coast, you know, I've trained in Brazil, um, you know, anytime I go on vacation, you know, like I always like if I see a jujitsu school, I always love to look in, you yeah, know, I mean in. that's yeah, you have to, you know, and it drives my wife nuts, but um, <laughs> this place is like one of the. It is the single most unique jujitsu school yeah. that I've ever seen. Um, it does not fit the mold because it's not really a, a strictly a jujitsu yeah, uh, gym. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most and even like you know you take a look at like other like MMA facilities or you know like you know other other types of institutions that actually have a jujitsu program. It's all really pretty much the same. It fits the same mold. Um, and you know, I remember the first time I came in here. I'll, I'll, like I said, it's like you guys basically, you know, were like you, you went to jujitsu, then you guys went like surfing, and then you smoked a blunt and had a conversation. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, would it be, off, wouldn't yeah. it be cool if we opened yeah. up our own jujitsu school? <laughs> not, like, not, it's, not too far not off. Too yeah. far off. Not too it's, far off. It's it's got the most Make like sure unique vibe. Absolutely, um, you know, really like. It, like you like I mean like I don't mind hanging out here I'm like all right yeah, this is yeah. relaxing no it's awesome yeah. it's funny enough though like Brooks and I went to the same high school like right down the street yeah mm-hmm. and so even though like home. we're like in different circles like uh-huh. I know who he was so it's funny like a couple of years ago it's like two years ago now I was training under Sean and Manny over at Jocko and he's like mm-hmm. oh man you gotta check out my buddy Brooks is he opened up a gym now soon like Brooks I'm like why does that name sound familiar mm-hmm. and then I came in and I was like oh this fucking guy, I know this guy. So it's funny because every once in a while I start, like, we'll be training. And then guys I know, for like, girls I know from high school come in. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, such, <laughs> such a big community, but such yeah, a small, small community world. at yeah. the yeah. same time, you know? It, totally. No, yeah. but it's so much cooler, man. Like, that's why I, I like, you know, it's you know how it is. It's always tough to sit there and... and be in one like academy mm-hmm. and then go to another one and then it starts up all political stuff like here yeah. it's like you know like brooks and lee and everybody involved here has done such a good job in making it like open mm-hmm. it's open and then we talked about this before it's there's no it's competitive if you wanted to be competitive but mm-hmm. it's also like anybody's open you come in if you want to train with lee doing all like the the crossfit and like the motion training stuff like that there's no judgment mm-hmm. you don't come in it's like i have to wear a certain thing or if i don't know shit like no one's gonna sit there and look bad at me mm-hmm. the same thing with jujitsu mm-hmm. you know like sean's black belt but i come in like <clears throat> lee now is like one of my main training partners and mm-hmm. he just started like what a year ago what yeah, <laughs> so misinformed. <laughs> it's part of the problem. Yeah. I started with Tim three and a half years ago. Shut up. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why my that's that's. Oh, the, so uh, you're the reason why this fucking guy crushed my jaw the other day? Yeah, probably. maybe. I don't so, know. He destroyed maybe my started, shoulder the well, other day. It's, I mean, it kind of it's all related. It all kind of comes full circle here. I started with Tim about three and a half years ago, 
And then as things happened and Tim ended up moving everything up to Jupiter, was just a little bit too far for me to go. So I just kept training on my own. I'd come up to Jupiter every now and then. Yeah. I did, you know, especially like some Saturdays. And then I, I did a class or two, you know, but it was just a little too far. And then a, um, a mutual friend of all of ours, Mike, with, uh, I guess I can talk about the, you know, the six yeah. round podcast, uh, Mike over there said, you need to go check out Sean and Brooks at Temple, which was about probably a year and a half ago yeah. now yep. or so, close two to years. two years, close to two years ago. And it was awesome because I hit up Brooks on Facebook and it was like an interview. Like you had to, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was all under, you didn't actually like, I had heard about the temple, but didn't really know what to do. And then Mike was like, no, hit up Brooks on Facebook, you we know, were, message, we private message. Private club yeah. He's like private time. message. Him up on the DM. And he said, yeah, why don't you private come down club. here and talk to me? And, um, so I went down, checked out the little studio, which was no bigger than our offices now. Yeah, 500 square feet. And yeah, yeah I went through my interview, uh, if you will. And Brooks is like, at the end was like, yeah, man, why don't you, you come train with us. Come, come, come tonight or whatever. I think it was a Thursday. He's like, why don't you come in tonight and Show train up, with we'll us? We'll jump you in. Yeah. You can be part of the game. That's <laughs> it. Exactly. Exactly. That is how I felt too. I was going to get jumped in, you know? But that's the cool part and, though. Like you do like such a good job at. It's like it's open doors, but you it's screen. Open door policy, but we oh, screen yeah. big yeah. time. Yeah, oh sure. yeah, we still screen, and so, you know, then as one thing led to another, I won't you know bore everybody with that story, but as one thing led to another, and I wanted to open up my own personal training you know side with uh, you know based on movement and the ninja warrior kind of trainings and uh more of an alternative based uh, yeah. uh you know strength and conditioning programs brooks brooks and i started talking i told him what i was doing or what i was planning on doing and brooks said why don't we just partner up why don't we just do something together and after months and months of talk and then looking and then finally looking at places getting shut down and the dream kept becoming more and more real though every time we got shut down with where we were gonna set up the dream became that much more real and now we have this place um here at uh two east view avenue delray beach florida and uh it, it is i just i it listen is, i just plug barkingham palace into the <laughs> gps and i just go there that's it yeah, that's yeah. it but it's awesome, man. I mean, it's been killer. I think, you know, we, we've kept some of the, I think we've kept a lot of the essence of what Brooks started with, with the temple. Um, and then in the sense of uh, private and, and the screening and the, and the community and that the club itself yeah. and been able to kind of expand on all that and, and make it a, a good welcoming environment for, you know, all all levels, yeah. like, like you talk about, all you know, that levels of abilities. Everybody's you know, welcome. It's an open door, like yeah. you said. We screen. We keep the jerks out pretty good. But yeah. uh, jujitsu well, is a funny, a funny way of just sort of weeding it, out. Yeah, doesn't you know, because there's no hiding. We do totally. it with a smile. You know, mm -hmm. we try and keep a good crew around. Everyone's friendly. I have the. I have the. Um, I should say pleasure sometimes of not competing. So being a coach that doesn't compete, you know, it's a very open environment for other schools to mm -hmm. come in and learn freely because mm -hmm. there's nothing to hide. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to see you next week in the cage or at a tournament on the mat. So everyone that gets, I give everything I have to my students and uh, 
to other people's students mm-hmm. because it really doesn't affect me one way or the other. I right. want to see everyone get better. It's a learning facility. It's, it's a top-down mentality. You'll find yeah. that really what, what the head coaches and instructors do is going to trickle all the way down yeah, to the absolutely. bottom, and yeah. that's you know that's usually universally you know true throughout you know almost any academy. And in terms of open door policies where you know people are able to come in and go freely, um, you know you'll you'll you're, I, I see that more and more. When I first started, that was you know big like, no no back then. Oh man, I mean, and then still it, is in some places. Well, it's I think that really when you you go back historically and you take a look at like Brazil, I mean you know the the first academies and in, 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 in oh it it yeah. really was. I mean you know they would. You know, they would just basically shut the doors and, and people, that's it. You'd, that's you'd it. fight it out, you know, to the death almost. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, now it's becoming a little bit more relaxed. And I think a lot of that has to do almost probably with the Internet because mm-hmm. techniques aren't secret anymore. That's you right. know, you're filming, yeah. you're filming these, you know, you these. access to everything. Yeah, you, you film these competitions, you, you study them. And, and one of my first instructors was really good at that, Rob Gutierrez. Um, he's in uh, Queens, East Coast United, and uh, the guy's one of the most brilliant like jujitsu minds. And he would get like VHS tapes and DVDs if he could, study. and he would study the positions at Worlds. And this is like 2000, 2001. And he would break down the movement, the position, and then he would learn it from watching it over and over again. And then he would apply it, and then he would get better, and he would He's drill it. And then what he would do is he would um, like think about every possible defensive scenario. And then once he was good, he would start trying it on different body types. And then he would say in the middle of it like, "How would you try and?" squirm out of this you know and he did this like over and over again until he figured out whether a move was legit or not like i mean he just you know like it used to frustrate me because he was always three or four moves ahead and he's like you got to think in, in, in ahead and i'm like like you know it's like it's like listen asshole like we're not as good as you you <laughs> yeah, know like yeah, i can't yeah. out, i can't said than done. you know you're five moves ahead of me i can't think eight moves ahead you know yeah. it's, it's it's not feasible but um you know the now i mean there's just so much knowledge out there that it's kind of hard to be like this is our secret move you know you use it once at a tournament and now everyone's doing it absolutely right um but at the end of the day it's all cyclic i mean you know you'll see you know it's like okay now there's x guard now there's z guard now there's 50 50 guard now there's donkey guard but it all kind of reverts back to the basics Mm -hmm. that's it basics 101 the fundamentals that's why roger gracie was able to you know tap out seven out of eight guys with the same cross collar choke from mount and worlds basics yeah. nothing fancy and i mean you know like it's really cool seeing like some of the you know the you know you know younger guys that Fun are real talented oh my god but yep. but what do you Impressive. think about like the the whole thing remember like when uh keenan was starting to throw the the worm guard out at tournaments and then the ibjjf like banned it they're like no you're not allowed to do worm guard I, I think it's a mistake for you to try and I mean one of the coolest things for me about jujitsu was the constant evolution yeah. you know most martial arts you know you've got like you can have like a textbook and it's written and that's it that's going to be Bible. you know yeah you know you don't see too many like oh did you see the new judo move come out oh did you see that new yeah. kick in taekwondo right. <laughs> you know oh really no no one told me about this new kick yeah. but you know jujitsu it's like look at all these new guard like a worm guard and now people are like you know and and I mean, I'll, there's going to be those arguments like, well, all that jujitsu really is is like, you know, a variation on catch wrestling, you know, which, you know, it's not, you know, there's no new techniques, but, you know, like I've never, you know, before some of these guards, you know, I've never seen it, whether it's 
practical in a street fighting scenario is one thing, but um, I think it's a huge mistake for the IBJJF or any organization to ban moves that aren't dangerous. You know, like a heel hook at the white belt level, yeah. you know, that's a different story. Knee reaping, okay, you know, neck cranks, I get it. Right, safety issues. But when it comes to like, hey, wow, this is a new innovative guard, or, you know, like some of uh, the rubber guard positions, you know, that, that they don't like, you know, if it's effective and if it works and it's not, you know, going to jeopardize someone you know what why why are you going to stifle the progression of a martial art that's what makes everyone and everything better and you know so i think that's a huge mistake but you know no i agree i i think there was uh i mean you saw when they they stopped uh guard jumping for white belts Mm -hmm. like that makes sense but then you still see it like at higher levels like guys like brown belts getting their knees busted like because someone tried to jump guard stuff like that so Mm -hmm. like certain things make sense like Mm -hmm. i get it but then it's like, okay, well, you know, what are you going to do if somebody comes up with another new guard? That's amazing. It actually ends up being something more efficient that's completely groundbreaking. You're going to say no? Well, it's also political, too. Yeah. I mean, let's be realistic, you know. I mean, and I'm just going to, you know, go out on a limb here and say that if a Brazilian had come up with the warm guard, you yeah. know, they'd be like, this is an innovative new move. It's really good. You yeah, know? absolutely. But if, you know, like, and, and that's why Eddie Bravo used to get so much flack. Yeah, so oh, much. my God, yeah. you know. He still does. Oh, yeah. of course. Still does. You know, and, and it's because he beat Euler, you know, and and if you know if if anyone else had come up with that guard, you know, it would have been like, wow, it's really clever. Um, but it's you know, I, I guess it's they want to protect the integrity of it being a Brazilian dominate, and it, it clearly is. I but mean, what's funny is like the very next match, he went up against like Leo Vieira, lost. Oh yeah, he like yeah. lost, completely lost. But nobody ever mentions that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, well then exactly, he did exactly what he needed to do. Well, you the pro, you know, if it, if it was Leo Gracie, that might be a different story. Exactly. Right. You know, the the fact of the matter is, it's a uh, there is a clear. Um, I guess nepotism within Brazilian jiu-jitsu or even Gracie jiu-jitsu, you know, the synonymous term that you can use for it. Um, but when it, it comes down to it, I mean, you have, you can't be a 10th degree red belt, yeah. you know, that's only reserved for the founding Gracie family members. Right. So, I mean, even within the bylaws of the, you know, IBJJF constitution, it's clearly, you know, favoritism for that family. Yeah. And you know what? I, they deserve all the credit in the world and all the respect in the world. But at the end of the day, let's let's progress, you know, with the positions. Positionally speaking, I mean, you know, if you have a, a, a like, you know, Keenan Cornelius, who's, you know, clearly innovative and, you know, I mean, just he thinks on a different level. Yeah. Yeah, um, it seems silly to suppress their creativity. Yeah. If it's effective anyway. Yeah. Can you so. can you imagine the shitstorm that would happen if like for some reason there was just either a white or just like an American guy that was just so good at jujitsu and then people say, Oh, he's awarded his like coral belt. Like can you imagine the shitstorm that would happen? Well, I mean, it's eventually going to happen. Matter of time. I yeah, mean, it's going to happen. Take, take a look at Mikey Musumeki. Yeah. I yep. mean, the guys, I mean, you know, world champion, American world champion. First in 10 years. years. And, you know, he's so young that eventually, assuming that he doesn't quit jujitsu, which, you know, I mean, anything happen. can happen. Right. I mean, that guy's probably smart. You know, from what I understand about him, he's smart enough that he may just decide to go to law school or, or medical school and, you know, change careers. I mean, that happens too. But, um, I mean, if he wants to do, if this is going to be his life, 
and just you know 50 years from now he could be he could be that level yeah it's crazy man that kid is hands down the most dedicated person like i've trained with him and i've gotten a chance to roll with him and stuff and Mm -hmm. it's crazy that's it's a whole different level of perception and knowledge Mm -hmm. like it's not even you know when you roll with someone and it's just like they just know like they have the flow and stuff like that for him it's it's almost like a a matrix style matter of fact this is like what happens like this is it and it's so crazy training with that kid and and that goes back to uh two factors one his just who he is yeah. you know like if if he was going to become a, like we'll say a pool player you know he'd be able to he'd shoot eight ball with that way. with that we yep. you know because some people just have that philosophy that ability to think and and you know he's just he's brilliant and he just happened to be in the right place in the right sport at the right time and two um i think you also have to give um his his background and you have to give a lot of um i, I mean you really have to do give a lot of recognition to the fact that he started with shark yeah who gave him that base that fundamental and uh, i think that in terms of being able to produce some really high level talented you know competitors i don't think that he gets enough credit and yeah. people in the area within the know in the south florida community probably recognize that but i mean his name isn't thrown out there as often no as it i mean be. you know he he's yeah. being he, he's able to produce straight up killers and I think that, you know, if Mikey had started someplace else, he'd still be successful, but I don't think he'd be a world champion no, if he had he wouldn't started be as somewhere intense. else. Yeah, Mikey, Mikey is pretty intense. That's the thing. Like, even though he's so soft-spoken mm-hmm. and he's a very nice kid, like, with the conversations that I had with him, I remember one time he was telling me, like, he is 24-7 training. 24-7, even in his sleep, he's like, I set my alarm clock. And as soon as it, the first alarm rings, he's up. He jumps out of bed. Like, and it's not even like, oh, he gets up out of bed. No, he's like, boom, on his feet. Like, that's how intense he is. Cause the he, mentality. Yeah, he reacts to it. It's like he acts and reacts. He's like, that's where I'm at. This is like, it, I have to do this kind of thing. And it's crazy. And you know, a lot of people would burn out. But the kid's been doing it so long. And I agree. It really comes down to those first stepping stones. Yeah. Joe Rogan actually talked about, like, it's almost like a, a mental illness in, in a, a certain yeah. way. Because you got guys like, you know, Michael Jordan. Some of those dudes that are, you know, the, the best of all time have this... You know this weird mindset where it's almost like all-consuming to them. Yeah. Obsessive compulsive style. And as great as that is in terms of the success for the sport, you know, in jujitsu for him, um, or for Michael Jordan in basketball, it may have some you know uh, negative ramifications later in life if you want to you know like start a family. Um, you have to find a, like, if you're going to get married, you better find a wife that is going to be okay with you training 24 yeah. seven, <laughs> you know, sure. like, and, and I mean, we, uh, hopefully we all have girlfriends and, you know, like how many, how many times have you put your girlfriend or wife in a triangle? Yeah. You know, I think no. we've all done that. I've, yeah, I've pushed. I got an, <laughs> quite I got a few of too. <laughs> no, I've definitely done that. But like, come on, babe, let's I, work this out. Yeah. Well, I think we gotta wrap it up, guys. We've been uh, we've been at it for a while. We all, I know we all gotta actually work today. But, um, yourself. Yeah, right. No, I gotta eat. Yeah, I gotta eat. I gotta bolt. I don't know if we're gonna get to train today. Sorry, right, we can get back in the I'm water. I'm still sore from surfing all day. I had two get full sessions water. yesterday. Yeah, it's good. Should I think it's uh, high tide now? From what I looked at the clock this morning. Um, but anyway, 
Thank you, gentlemen. Thank Thanks, you, yeah, Brooks. Thank you, Lee. Thank you guys for letting me come in here and thank join you. up in the podcast. Tim, thank you for jumping on again. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, was, yes, it, was, it was a fun surprise. Yeah, no, let's do yeah. it again. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely be doing this again. So, guys, please be sure to check out Temple Martial Arts. Uh, what is it, Temple Martial Arts Club on Instagram? It so, is. Yep, and, and uh, Temple, templedelray.com is uh, the website. website. Their website. So yeah. if you guys are in the area, come down, check it out, come train uh, Muay Thai Jiu-Jitsu with Brooks, some strength and conditioning with Coach Lee. He's, uh, he definitely puts people through the pace. And he actually has worked with some of, uh, some of the bigger names in, uh, in fitness. Mm-hmm. So he definitely knows what he's talking about. And also, be sure to go check out Jupiter Jiu-Jitsu and uh, stop by Novagenics after Tim beats you up. Give you a little PRP shot after he chokes you to sleep a couple of times. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you all All for tuning in. All right, folks. There you have it. I would like to thank Temple Martial Arts for hosting the podcast for this episode. Thank you very much to my good friend, Coach Brooks. And to my friends, uh, Coach Lee and uh, Professor Sean Ambrosino for being a part of it. And also thank you for Professor Black Belt Tim Bruce from Jupiter Jiu-Jitsu and Novagenics. You guys might have remembered him from the Novagenics episode a few weeks back. Um, I want to thank everybody for being a part of the podcast. I actually had a lot of fun on this podcast. And uh, there was no main goal of conversation other than just to at least glance over ADCC and the UFC fights. Um, don't forget, please check out the sponsors that are supporting the podcast. The more you support them, you're supporting me and the podcast, and the more of these we can do. Um, check out chocoloha.com. Use the promo code Radio and get 10% off your entire order from Chocoloha. They actually have some new uh, apparel up as of late. So get it while you can because they always print limited numbers of everything. Um, I can't thank Chocoloha enough. Um, they've been so supportive of the podcast from day one. So thank you very much to them. Please go and support them. Again, use the promo code Jujitsu Radio. Get 10% off some of the best apparel and merchandise in Jiu-Jitsu right now. And also thank our new sponsor, Jiu-Jitsu Soap Company. Go to jujitsusoapco.com, use the promo code KUNGFU, and get 15% off your order. I got uh, a few bars of soap. A couple of them actually came in the in the shape of uh, Star Wars stuff, which was super cool. I got a Millennium Falcon-shaped soap. So, you know, if you're not excited for a shower time before, you definitely will be now. Go check them out. Uh, I love the, the soap so far. I've uh, I've tried a couple of them out. I'm going to be doing a review on my blog, mycosmicjourney.com. So go check out and follow Jiu-Jitsu Soap Company. And yeah, please check out my blog, mycosmicjourney.com. Up there you'll find a lot of the photos that I take. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm trying to keep it as up-to-date as possible and all the craziness that is my life. And um, you'll see a lot of my photos that are available for purchase. So if you want some cool um, beach-themed stuff, I have a jiu-jitsu shirt that I made in uh, in ode to the, the classic movie Endless Summer. But uh, it's Endless Roll, 
very jujitsu theme. I've been getting a lot of positive feedback on it. So if you want one, go ahead and pick one up. Um, anything you guys pick up helps me uh, keep this going because the more I can focus on the podcast, the better. I'm having such a blast doing this. And so many people have reached out asking to be a part of it. And I want to do whatever I can to get them on the show. So again, check out mycosmicjourney.com. If you guys are interested in uh, all my MMA and jiu-jitsu photography, I got a lot of stuff coming up. My company is Sonder Marketing, so if you guys can support that, as always, please take some time to share the podcast. If you like it, I love it, please share it. If you don't, all good, but follow, subscribe to the iTunes channel or the Stitcher channel or SoundCloud channel, wherever it is that you're getting this from. If you can just subscribe to it, follow it, and share it with your friends and help share the positivity of the podcast that I try to bring out there. With that being said, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed doing it. Thank you for everyone that was a part of it. Coach Brooks, Lee, Tim, Sean, everybody involved at Temple Martial Arts and Jupiter Jiu-Jitsu, thank you guys so much. And I will catch you guys next time. Be sure to follow me on uh, social media. Instagram is uh, Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Till next time, guys. Have a good weekend.